Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to Chop for Time. Uh, it's Thomas McClure here with Pastor Ben. How's it going? Going well. Well done. I know. I got it first try. First take. First try. I mean, there was no retakes. There was no going back. I know. And, I know. I'm uh, shaking, re-recording. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Under pressure. Well Under, done. Yeah, well done. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, friend? doing good. Doing good. Made some coffee this morning. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I haven't made much coffee recently, like since I moved to Grayson, because, you know, I was spoiled with good coffee back in Lexington. And then I try to go back to Lexington once a week to like see people and and get some work done. And I would go to the old coffee shop I worked at and would have a couple of cappuccinos, which is like, you know, four to six shots of espresso all together. Mm-hmm. By the end of the day, I'm like shivering on the way home. <laughs> so like, I should probably maintain a healthy you, dose. You're hearing colors, basically, yeah, as you yeah, come yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. Smelling, yeah. What's that song? Smell the Color Nine? Do you yes. Remember, do you yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I have noticed that your coffee consumption of the mornings here has gone up a little bit, which mm. I'm, I'm very proud of. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. not going to lie to you because we're both sitting here enjoying a cup right. of coffee, and as the weather turns a little bit cooler, that's only going right. to uh, to grow in frequency. Right. It's probably also because I've started playing a video game with a friend in Ironton who likes to stay up until two in the morning. Yeah. And that's not... Yeah. Well, I wake up like, yeah, like, oh, we were, oh. <laughs> as, as we were making our coffee this morning, we were talking that you went to bed, what, about one thirty yeah. last night? Yeah, it wasn't I good. woke up at 2.30. Yeah. I have no idea. That yeah. just goes to show the generational difference here, I right. guess, because I went to bed at normal time, woke up at 2.30. Here yeah, I am. I, I used to be good at what normal time was. Normal time isn't much of a thing anymore, <laughs> but I need to get back into it for sure. Yeah. As he as I get, sips yeah, yeah, wonderful sips silence. of coffee. I like um, it. But yeah, how was how was the weekend for you? What it was think? it was good. I um, Saturday was a little bit of a blur, but that's right. okay. Right. I was um, announcing some games for Kentucky Christian mm-hmm. University. Had some volleyball, soccer, basketball. They had but everything the happening. Best at radio one time, voice. So. Yeah, right. yeah. I have a face for radio. If right. you have not <laughs> noticed that, I definitely have a face for radio. So yeah, was uh, was doing that. Had some fun. It was a long day, but right. then uh, yesterday came and uh, you know. Church happened. Yeah, you, you can have started happened. the whole service by or this the sermon by outlining. It's like, hey, this morning's been a oh my a rougher morning. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought. I mean, I've, and then the many people I talked to afterwards, considering all that, I think you nailed it. Oh, like it well, was a really great good. sermon. I, I've I've laughingly said in several conversations so far since yesterday morning that I felt like I was speaking in Hebrew. Right. You know, it was an English Hebrew version of a message that my hope is that the first word of the sermon uh-huh. and the last word of the sermon was in the right spot that way, right, you know, because right. in Hebrew it's the first word and the last word, and then it really doesn't matter sentence structure in between there. Right. That's what I felt like yesterday. So um, I was just words, yeah, words, yeah. words. Yeah, I kind of feel words. like that sometimes when I talk. Uh, I feel like, you know, when you read a Greek to, to English mm-hmm. direct translation, it's mm-hmm. like you're reading something that Yoda wrote because everything's in the wrong order. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I do that. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can probably tell on here when I try to announce Chopped for Time or say thanks for tuning in to Chopped. That's, that's not good. Anyway, so yeah, so uh, we dived into something a bit different last night or yesterday morning. We mm-hmm. continued on our uh, Redeemer series yes. um, yep. in the practical section. Yes. Um, you kind of, was it last week you said that you're doing the same sermon every single week? Yeah, yeah, kind of, um, which, yeah, that was kind of tongue in cheek, right, but overall right, it's right. kind of the this same. This one felt a little... Well, the last two, I think, felt a little different. Yeah, know? yeah. We, well, we moved from you know the re, our response mm-hmm. uh, into the practical of how our response of repentance, you know, mm-hmm. that that result was the justification, was the adoption, yeah. and then the sanctification. 
then we moved on from there. I hate to say moved on from there because I'd never really move on from there, but we moved into the realm of the practical Mm. last week and this week. And this is really kind of the rubber hitting the road kind of moment. And it's, uh, it's starting to not just be theological. Mm -hmm. This is really starting to hit us in our daily lives. And, you know, last week we talked about shame. Mm-hmm. This week we talked about fear and anxiety, right? Uh, and right. we we came out of Matthew chapter six, twenty five through thirty four, where Jesus really hits this head on yeah. as we as we start reading this, and that's uh, you know he he didn't it's it's tough for us sometimes, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to take what he was talking about here mm-hmm. and kind of bring it into our culture because you know, he talks right. about birds and flowers right. Right. and you know that that would have really that 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 hit home with them. Um, yeah. You know, don't worry about what you drink. Don't worry about what you want to eat. Don't worry about you know the clothes. Yeah. Um, and so that it it was really a, really a practical message. Right. Which definitely does bring people great anxiety all the time about like the the worry of. You know, well, basically, what it says at the end of the worry about tomorrow, you know, um, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that, because you know, what are we gonna do about this or that? I got to worry about my finances, about my my social status, and all those kinds of things, and mm-hmm. and it really drags you down. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was definitely a few things that stood out to me throughout the throughout the sermon. Um, I mean, I don't know if you want to go through things chronologically because my no, brain doesn't no, work just, chronologically. Yeah. It just goes all over I've, the place. I've already preached the sermon. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. That'll be yeah, up on the podcast. Yeah. So um, yeah, so you were you were talking about or you really sort of hit home with like naming all of these things that people focus on in their lives that are that are idols. Mm. Um, and it was a pretty exhaustive list. Yes. Uh, like, you and know, that was cut short. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And you know there was like so much in there. Uh, that I think every single person can say, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope so. There's... Um, yeah, and, and I did that not because I've, well, I felt like it was necessary, um, but I, if we look at this, especially, you know, verse 25, mm-hmm. he's talking about food, he's talking right. about clothes, right. and while there are some out there who have legitimately had to worry mm-hmm. about food, right. about where their right. next meal was coming from, most of us, mm-hmm. even though that there have been lean times, right. most of us have never really faced that situation where we are going, I honestly don't know what my family is going to eat next. Right. I don't know where it's going to come from. Right. Uh, we've worried about where we're going to eat. Sure. We, we <laughs> yeah. think about that a lot. We're worried about the conversation of, oh, do we have to fight over where we're going to go Exactly, and eat, you know? exactly. And then, you know, same thing with clothes. Right. And you know, we may not have... There, you know, an abundance of clothes, and there are some people who do have to worry about yeah. how am I going. You know, it's turning cold. I don't yeah. have proper clothes for that. But most of us, right. our main worry is, hey, does the shirt match right. the rest of my outfit or whatnot? So, I felt like there was yes, going to be. You, you were saying that you you weren't uh, pre-approved yesterday. Yeah, before. yesterday morning. <laughs> she didn't. She said it was fine. Okay, uh, fortunately, good, but that's that's good. a risk I run every Sunday morning uh, right. because I I usually leave the house. Five thirty, six o'clock, something right. like that. Right. So, uh, um, you know, my wife doesn't get to pre-approve right. what I'm wearing. Right. So there's always a concern on yeah. Sunday morning of yeah. that. Um, but yeah, the I, I felt like if we would have just stuck straight with the examples that Jesus used here uh, mm-hmm. about the food and the the clothing, I, I don't think it would have hit practically as hard as what we talked about did. Yeah, and that's uh, finances. 
Right. That's social status. That's work. That's position. That's family. Uh, that's the car we drive. That's the social circle we right. hang out with. And then we, you know, we talked about these things uh, about about our tendency to worry mm-hmm. and control things. And uh, you know, and I kind of made the admission that if there's nothing for me to worry about, then I worry about there not being anything for me right. to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you know, some of us like to control things so much mm-hmm. that hearing the fact. That we're not in control, that right. God is sovereign. He is the one in control. And if COVID, this COVID situation, if that's taught us nothing else, it yeah. should be teaching us that ultimately we're not in control of anything. Right. Right. And for people who really enjoy control and need control, that's not good news. Right. That's not good news to them yeah. initially. So we have to start tearing down some of these idols. Right. And um, and even yeah, even with our kids. Mm-hmm. Man, you know they're a gift from God. They're a good thing. Yeah, but ultimately they're not ours to control. Right. Our right. money is a gift from God, and it's necessary. It's not. It's not for us to control. Right. And so on and so forth. Even with the most moral, ethical, noble things that you can think about. Right. Um, if we focus on them more than we focus on God, they become an idol. Right. And it's cover to cover in this book yeah. about God's thoughts on idols right yeah. it's not good yeah yeah there's there's a couple of things like yesterday that just really like um when i say yesterday by the way this is monday that this is happening yes. to the, the service uh, yesterday um that really stood out to me um or me, it just got me thinking uh, especially for um for youth last night and mm. um, one of the things that i was worrying about a lot for youth was we're, we're beginning to tackle some bigger yes. topics and yeah. um, you know we'll, we're, we'll be talking about um sexuality pornography suicide abortion um, why most of the old law, Old Testament laws are disregarded? All of these like bigger topics, it's light lifting, light, yeah. light stuff. Yeah. And last night I was sort of preparing uh, for the talk, and I was a little bit worried about some of the stuff that I was going to say because I was like, I, I hope this is right, because um, last night was all about trying to encourage them to think for themselves, right, mm-hmm. and do their research. Don't just believe everything you see or hear on Facebook yeah. or in the news or even from a pulpit. You know, yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. You know, uh, First John 4 is what we looked mm-hmm. at of testing the spirits. And I was kind of uh, pretty worried about it because I was thinking, I was like, hang on, am I, am I leaving them too much room to go AWOL right. on like, don't know who knows what sort mm-hmm. of path of, of belief. Um, and, and God definitely convicted me and I was like, hang on, you, you tell them to dive into the Bible and it'll do the rest. Don't worry about that. Like yeah. I've proven you wrong, <laughs> yeah. you know, through, through my word and I'll do the same with them and it won't be fun for them, but it'll be good. Yeah. And, you know, and that was, was something I was very worried about for a long time. And I think some of our other volunteers were a little worried about like, Oh, are they, are we going to have good conversations over these big topics? Are we going to fight about stuff? Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, just having that piece of like, okay, well, you know, God is sovereign. God's yeah. word. I mean, the COVID thing has proven that like, cause I, I don't know if it counts as like control, but sometimes I was thinking, especially at the start of COVID, I was like, God, what are you doing? Like this sort of thing is going to push so many people away from the church. If they see that the world is falling apart, well, where's God in that? Yeah. You know, that's, that's where my thought went. It's mm-hmm. like, God, this isn't, no, this isn't a good idea. You should probably, <laughs> let's, you should, let's talk. Right. Let's talk. <laughs> right. Right. You know, not that I'm Moses or anything being like, calm down, but, um, <laughs> but you know, that's, that was my initial thinking. And now here we are, towards the end of the first year of COVID because who knows how long it's going to go on for. But we've had more baptisms in the church yeah. than yeah. 
so other years before you know that's um i had someone tell me right at the very beginning because i asked that question you know he and i were having a conversation i was like and you know i'm wondering where is god in this thing right and he was like he's right in the middle of it yeah yeah so yeah Yeah. and just that 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 thing of trusting god and the um you know matthew 6 33 uh, this is one of my favorites. I have we have it little plaques in the you know, our little flower beds and gardens, uh-huh. and you know seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added mm-hmm. to you. Uh, which was the um, the Bible app? I can't remember the U version mm-hmm. Bible app. That was the verse of the day yesterday. Oh, okay, um, I don't use the U version Bible app. I'm right. more of an olive tree Bible app kind uh-huh. of guy. Okay, um, I don't know if that makes a difference, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was told by several people, it's like Matthew six thirty three was our verse of the day, and we're so glad you covered that because we've kind of thought the wrong thing about that uh, right. that scripture our whole lives. Right. So, uh, but it was all of this. This whole passage is Jesus bringing it back into focus our view of god right and and our focus on him and um really you know and and i stated yesterday morning i'll state here that i'm not when i say anxiety i'm not talking about the the clinical need to be treated professionally from a medical standpoint that's not the type of anxiety i'm talking about here i'm talking about worry i'm talking about fear and i'm talking about the anxiousness that things we can't control bring us um, it's all a matter of perspective. Mm. That's what we find out when we have an area in our life that we are worrying and we're anxious about and we're fearful of, then what Jesus is doing is he is refocusing the lens to say, right. you're looking at the wrong thing. Right. And if we get, and I really didn't mention this yesterday, but if we get down to the brass tacks of everything, and we, if we were to be truthful, mm-hmm. In our areas of worry, fear, and anxiety, it's, I don't trust you in this, God. Right. I really don't trust right. that you're good right. in this situation. Yeah. Um, and that's bold. Right. And some of you may have just cringed at that. But I think maybe the reason that you cringed is because you know it's true in your heart. Yeah. That we've yeah. all been there. Yeah. And we might as well just be open with it yeah. and just say, I'm worried about my kids right now, God. And I don't know if I trust you with them. So right. I'm going to move in and I'm going to take care of it. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's a lot for anybody to sort of wrestle with, for sure. Um, one, one of the other things that you talked about um, was that the, that the birds aren't lazy. Yes. Right, and that's something, because that convicted me for sure, because I definitely find that my, when I try to let go of worry and sort of step back and be like, right, God, you're in control, I um I I have a tendency that it can convince me to get lazy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Of yeah. like, well, if God's in control, maybe I can just relax. Yeah. Which, which is true. It's, but it yes. but it doesn't mean relax and do nothing. It's relax in the work that you're doing. Do you know I, I, like, yeah. I I think about the disciples in those instances uh-huh. when Jesus ascended. Right. He said, "Wait." Um, for the Comforter, you know, mm-hmm. the Helper, mm-hmm. uh, the Paraclete will come. And said it ascend, he ascended into heaven, right. and they did exactly that. Right, they waited. They just sat there. I mean, they and just sat the there sky. and looked up. <laughs> and it took an angelic visitation. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just that blows my mind. An yeah. angelic visitation, going, "Hey, um, what are you doing?" Right. He's like, "We're waiting." He said to wait, uh, and he was like, "That's not what he meant." Right. Go pray. Uh, right. So, waiting or relaxing or being still in our definition, is usually completely different than God's. Being still 
waiting and relaxing in the kingdom of heaven still requires movement. Right, right. Yeah. And that was something that, um, so back whenever we, you know, we were doing the immigration process, which is a nightmare. Um, I mean, all things considered, our immigration process was an absolute nightmare, but very easy, um, if that makes sense. You know, we were, we had a whole pile of hiccups and stuff that happened along the way with, you know, paperwork stuff and the government shut down for a winter one time and that set us back a few months and we had no idea what was going on. And uh, we were, I was waiting for a letter um, to arrive at my house to tell me that I had to fly to London to go for an interview, which is like one of the last steps. So I was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll wait for that and we'll, and we'll just make sure that we are there for that letter and we go. And it was just taking longer and longer. And all of a sudden I was about to go on a trip to Hungary with a group of young people. And I was like, I'm going to have to cancel this and not go on a missions trip because I need to be here mm-hmm. and be able to fly to London, you know, at the drop of a hat. And uh, my dad and God was very, you know, very clearly spoke to me and was like, no, you got, you know, just keep doing your work. Mm-hmm. Don't just sit around and wait. Like, yeah. do your, you know, you're going around the world to tell people about Jesus. Go do that. Yeah. I'll sort out the rest. And sure enough, the day I get home, a letter arrives. Mm. Like, you know, it's just, just real, like ridiculous yeah. stuff where yeah. it was just like the day I get back, a letter arrives, I fly to London the next day and I get the, the visa. Yeah. Like it was just... Thanks, God. You know, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it was sort of, I, you know, super worried about it for the longest time. And the moment I re- relinquished control, there was like moments that the stress didn't go away necessarily um, and the problems didn't go away. But the evidence that God is real was like huge. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, it was pretty, um, it's quite a short passage for, mm-hmm. and quite a small topic to... F- you know, like in the past, you talked about shame yeah. and uh, sanctification in 20 minutes. Yeah. But for this one, was there much you felt like you had to cut out? Uh, just here and there. Not right. not a great deal. Right. Uh, one of them uh, that I really didn't get into was, uh, let me see if I can find it here, verse 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, uh, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Mm-hmm. Um this is the English Standard Version, um, mm. and and it's it's a very accurate, ver- you know, translation of this verse in particular, right. uh, because some other versions say that the grass is thrown into the fire. Yeah, I have the NIV open here, and it's saying that. Yeah, which is in our minds kind of gives us the wrong um, picture. Right. Um, the Lord's Prayer: Give us this day our daily bread. Right. Okay. So yeah, food, I see what doing. worrying about food. Right. Um, they would fix the daily bread mm-hmm. in their ovens, right. and they would use the grass of the field right. to burn to cook the daily bread. Right. So it wasn't just like chopping down grass, throwing it in a big pile. Right. And it, all of this is tying together right. with Jesus. You know. So I thought that yeah. was a nif- nifty little side yeah. note yeah. there that, uh, that this oh, translation yeah. really kind of knocked it out of the park. But... If I'm looking at it from fear, worry, anxiety, you know, the difference between right. an oven and a fire right. and what they used to stoke the fire to make their daily bread yeah. that they were worrying about. Yeah. Well, that's what the, this is for. To yeah. talk about the little interesting theological... Exactly. Little, like, the, ooh, the, a little the, nugget of... The little nuggets and nuances <laughs> yeah, yeah. of the, uh, of like the scripture. All of these little um, things. And and I think in, in verse 34, you know, it says, Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient mm-hmm. for the day is its um, is its own trouble. You know, some translations right. say tomorrow will bring yeah. the worries. Yeah. You know, they, they'll have worries of its own. Um, 
it's almost like Jesus is, this is a compassionate statement right. as I see it, because it, he's, he's really, I kind of liken this to a, a chiropractic adjustment. Mm. Um, and I have trust issues whenever they go to pop my neck. I've right. just seen too many right. too many movies and TV shows where like you know yeah, and yeah. you're just like you're yeah. gonna break my neck, dude. You're just that's what's going to happen. <laughs> um, but I feel like you know Jesus has spent the time kind of adjusting mm. uh, throughout this passage, and here he's kind of meeting them where they are, right. and he's he's making a compassionate statement. He's not giving them permission to worry, but right. he's acknowledging why they're worrying. Right. He's saying, "Don't worry about tomorrow. I know you're worried about today." Right. And I get that. I'm compassionate to that. Right. So today, make this the last day that you worry. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of like that. I realize where you are. Right. Uh, and I'm compassionate right. towards that. But don't worry about tomorrow. Mm. And I thought that was a, a, an interesting yeah. kind of look at that. Yeah. Um, and then kind of the last thing is, you know, we went into First John uh, chapter 1, verses mm-hmm. 5 through 7, where he talks about uh, God is light. So walk in the light and right. you will have fellowship um, with one another, I that was kind of a practical challenge at mm-hmm. the very end, uh, but that is just so chalked full um, with real practical elements to us of we in order for this whole series, and we'll kind of as we go along as we're wrapping this up, we'll really see this come to light. Right. Um, <laughs> this importance of being fully known, right. Um, and fully known on a couple different levels, fully known in our relationship with God, right. which you're going to be fully known with God anyhow, right? Whether you regardless like <laughs> of how much you try to hide or not. Yeah. But then being fully known to one another. Mm. Uh, and I maybe, you know, who knows, maybe it was God kind of orchestrating that example at the beginning of the message yesterday mm-hmm. uh, because I felt like it was really important for me to let the people know, hey, right. I'm struggling this morning. Right. This has, this has been tough. It's still tough. Right. And I don't want to go into opening God's word lightly. Right. I want to. I want to pray, and we did. We spent some time in prayer before we began, saying, "God, focus us in. Right. Focus my mind in. Focus our hearts in." Um, because you know, just that being fully known. Right. Um, and I, I shared a little bit. You know, I've spent the last three or four days, um, and there was a hidden place in my heart, man, that, that yeah. God revealed um, that it it's better. Right now, I'm still working through it. Right, uh, but it it caused me from from Thursday, still you know through this morning to some degree of just dealing with this hidden right. place in my heart uh, that I didn't know was there. Right, and I'd hoped that after 22 years of ministry, that more of these root systems, you know, right. that they, I would have been further along by now. But um, the one encouraging thing out of you know the the trusted individuals, brothers and sisters that I've called and that I've talked to about this and say, hey, yeah. I've got this going on. I didn't even know it was there. Right. God revealed it to me. I need your prayers. I need your encouragement. Um, I need you to just, you know, be my brother, be my right. sister in this instance. Um, the one encouraging part, one of the encouraging parts, it, it is encouraging when God reveals this in our hearts. Right. Because it's something... Well, whether it's, you, it means you threw back to that sanctification stuff that yeah, we were talking about the yeah. other week. And whether you know it's there or not, it, yeah. it's there and it right. needs to be dealt with so i'm encouraged that god has been revealing it to me yeah but number two every person that i've talked to um it wasn't visible mm. which is which is a really big come because i um i take it very seriously the way that i represent right god right um and not only just as a pastor but just as a christ follower right. 
Um, and I was really concerned mm. that this had been showing through and this was harming my witness, right. uh, that people could see it, but I couldn't. Right. So everyone I've talked to um, has been very encouraging to the fact of it's not been visible. Right. Um, so thank you, Lord, that yeah. you extended your grace to me and you gave sight to this before it became a huge issue right. in my life. And, and I thought it was important for people to know that. Yeah. Again, being fully known. Yeah. And I think that's great as well because I think there's been too much of a history of, you know, uh, pastors having to be perfect. Yeah. You know, which puts too much pressure on them. And that's probably why we have so many scandals and things happen because, you know, a pastor messes up in some way, the media catch wind of it, and it just blows up all over the country. Yeah. As opposed to realizing, hang on, we're all in this together, not to quote High School Musical, but um, Ben is dancing in front of me just so that everybody is aware. <laughs> that is an accurate representation of that dance, I will have you know. Oh, okay. My daughter grew up through the High School Musical phase. So. Right. Well, I can't claim to no for a fact again that that's true. face and dance <laughs> skills for radio <laughs> but you know just that um that we're all trying to get through things yeah. and, and i think even opening up and saying stuff like that of like hey there's been things that i'm wrestling with over the past few days that is new to me will open up a whole pile of opportunities for people to come and talk to you and be like oh me too yeah <laughs> you yeah. know i find that when i was like in youth ministry and i mean i'm a baby, you know, so I've still got a ton to learn and things for God to reveal to me, of, which is going to be, you know, great fun. Down the line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but all the best ministerial conversations I've had with people is once I told them that I, you know, told them about the things that I struggle with. And they're like, oh, me too. Let's meet about it. Yeah. And I was like, that's amazing. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's really cool just to... Um, you know, and you're probably, ironically, you're probably worried about opening up about things like that from the front. Of, well, I don't know if you are. I would be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I th- yeah, it was just a cool. I thought it was a great morning. It just felt really connected to everybody. It just felt like everybody was all on the same page. We're all at the same level of like, this is where we're going, yeah. you know. And, and I had multiple moments of confession. Right. During that, uh, during my sermon, because if you heard it, you you found out my disdain for flamingos. Yeah, and, yeah, that was uh, really random. That kind of came out of nowhere. Well, uh, I was talking about birds, right? You know, right, right, birds, right. And they're yeah. just uh, listen. Call flamingos are evil, right. um, <laughs> and I've got a backstory for that, but I'm not going to bore you with it. But uh, you know, and and my dislike for dandelions, which is right. which is very common knowledge, right? Uh, with with my passion for lawn care, right? Uh, yes, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, hey, I'm just, I guess I'm rolling now. Let's right. just get all of this out of there. Right. Um, but yeah, one probably last thing was that the, the, the one of the passages, I think we've talked about this before, that jumped out at me from this uh, yesterday morning service was Revelation 2, when mm-hmm. John is uh, writing the letter that Jesus told him to write down to the church of Ephesus. Yes. Um, Forsaken their first love. Right, yeah. exactly. You know, we're so concerned with things that are good. Mm-hmm. Which which is good, and they do, were do, that that church was doing amazing yeah. things. If you, you know, they were concerned about you know following God's path and mm-hmm. and keeping moral standards and and making sure that we you know any false teachers out there that we call them out and, you know which are all good things, mm-hmm. but, but sometimes you can worry about those things so much that you forget about Jesus. Yeah, and you that know? becomes an idol. Exactly, exactly. And this is probably the last little story. I mean, a friend of mine was over in America for quite a long time, a few months, and he was sitting uh, with a friend in the car all day, every day. They were driving around the place, and uh, they were listening to one of the Christian radios. Um, and, you know, everything was about 
you know, Christian morals, Christian ethics, this, that, or the other. And he was really getting into it. He was like, oh, wait, actually, you know what? Yeah, I'm all for all of this kind of stuff. And uh, and then he realized two months in, he was like, something's wrong. And he was like, they literally haven't mentioned Jesus <laughs> this this whole time. Yeah. You know, they're talking about all of these ethics, all these morals, so concerned about their country, which is, again, a good thing. A good thing. Yeah. But the moment you forget about Jesus yep. and worry about everything else, it's completely pointless. Golden calf, man. Right, exactly. Golden calf. Exactly, exactly. Um, well, is there anything else you want to throw in for... God is good. Right. That's good. That's all I got. Yeah. Keep your eyes on him. Right. Yeah. Don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's try this. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in at Chopped for Time. At Chopped for Time? Two Chopped Two in for chopped Time. Two Chopped for Time. There you go. It's getting closer. Yeah. Getting some closer. some week I'll get this perfectly. Yeah. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for <laughs> tuning in to Chopped for Time from FCC Grayson. My <laughs> name is Ben James, joined by Thomas McClure. Yeah, you should just do that from now on. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we hope right. you guys have a great week. All the best.